morning, everyone. Um, it's good that we could be here when uh, Aaron proposed, and we're we're so happy for both of them, and uh, we're just so blessed. And uh, that's part of my message is just uh, the favor of God. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to take some time. I'm not going to try to rush. I, I feel rushed because of the, the time schedule here, but I'm just going to kind of take my time. Whatever I get through, I get through. That's good. So uh, let's pray together before I start. Father, I just thank you for this time. Just uh, ask that you just uh, organize my thoughts, Lord, that I could communicate how great your favor is upon us, Lord, and, and that uh, your people could just receive and understand how great your favor is upon them, Lord. Yes. God, let your Holy Spirit just anoint us and, and open our minds and hearts to receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I want to start with some verses here uh, in Psalms 139, verses 1 to 5. Psalms 139, verses 1 to 5. It says, Oh, oh Lord, you have... I still see it better here. <laughs> oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Wow, that's good. So the title of my message is, The Favor of God is Upon You. And, you know, sometimes we know this theologically, that God's favor is upon us, but... Sometimes we don't really feel like we experience God's favor. Yeah. Or it, does God really favor me in my everyday life? And the reason we think that is because my second title is Stuff Happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't sure which way to name my title, so I named <laughs> it both. Because, as you know, stuff happens in life, Right? Think about your your most uh, favorite Bible hero. Right. And you think about it, and you only think about the favor of God that God showed upon their lives. But actually, if you looked at their everyday life, stuff happens. Yeah. And so, but we have to remember that even through the stuff that happens, God's favor never leaves us. Amen. And I hope through this message that you can see that for yourselves, for your own, and you can believe that for your own lives, that God's favor, if you're a child of God, God's favor is upon you. Amen. And that's, that's the truth of God's word. And so I want to first give you a definition of, a biblical definition of the favor of God. Because sometimes we have our own idea of what favor might look like, but what does God kind of think? What would God's favor look like upon our lives? And so this is kind of a biblical definition. I'm not going to go through every verse to, to back this up. You'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but favor actually means grace, favor, blessing that positions us for increased influence. Wow. Supernatural turnaround. Wow. Amen. 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 
limitations in our lives broken off. Dreams awakened. Does that sound like favor? Yes. That sounds like favor to me. That's the kind of favor that I want. Amen. You know, David had that kind of favor upon his life. Mm -hmm. Dreams awakened, limitations taken off. I mean, David, King David was very limited in his family. He was just the one who got to take care of the sheep. Yeah. The lowest position in the family. You know. But yet God raised him up to be the leader over Israel. And David had many times stuff happening in his life that he didn't understand. Right. But yet he kept his focus, he kept his heart pointing towards Jesus. He kept his heart pointing towards God. And he kept experiencing the favor of God all through his life. Even, you know, many times we feel sometimes... We make mistakes, and we're not worthy anymore of God's favor. That's how we think sometimes. But yet God says he never leaves us or forsakes us, that his favor is always upon us, even when we make mistakes. As long as we keep our heart pointed towards him, we'll experience that favor. His favor is always there. But sometimes when our heart is not pointing towards God, we don't see his favor. Right. Because our heart's not pointing in the right direction. So even in the middle of stuff happening, we need to keep our hearts pointed in the right direction. And so I want to give you David's example, and then I'm just going to share some things that stuff that's been happening in our lives in Japan and how God's favor is still there. I mean, in the middle of all the stuff's happening here, favor of God, my daughter gets engaged to to a great man of God. Hallelujah. And he better stay a great man of God. <laughs> <laughs> or he might be going to heaven sooner than not. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to my message. Um, David, we all know Psalms 23, right? But this is I believe David was explaining who Jesus is in our lives. Because yeah. he talks about the Lord is my shepherd. And who is the great shepherd of our lives? Jesus. Jesus. And so let's, let's listen to David's words here. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Man, it's kind of dark on the outside here. Yeah. It must just be my PowerPoint. Yeah, well. Oh, here's the rest of that's. I thought there was more. <laughs> my, uh, so other parts of the favor that we missed just earlier is missed opportunities redeemed, wide open new doors of divine possibilities. Oh, that's what favor means. Okay. That's what favor means. I, I think my PowerPoint got yes. mixed up a little bit there. That's okay. But that's good to remember that God actually does redeem opportunities that we missed in the past, that he can, he is the God who can redeem the opportunities. Let's see. Okay. So verse 3 says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, 
shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I want to just stop there for a minute. Some believe King David wrote this psalm when his son Absalom was trying to kill him and take over the kingdom. And so you see David's simple faith that even in the midst of trials, he's saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Right. Right? I mean, he was running for his life. But yet, his simple faith in the midst of great trials, in the middle of stuff happening, Mm -hmm. he kept his heart pointed in the right direction. And so in verse 4, David's saying how great God's favor is upon him, but yet in verse 4 he says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. He's, he's walking through stuff that he didn't ask for. Right. That he would never have wanted to happen in his life. Stuff that's happening. He's saying, I'm walking through the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. But yet, I'm not going to fear any evil because I know God's favor is upon me. Mm-hmm. I know that God loves me. Mm-hmm. And his favor is there. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. So even in the middle of stuff happening, if our heart is pointed in the right direction, God's favor is still there. He's still preparing a table of great things to give us and to bless us with if we keep our hearts set upon him. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me some of the days of my life. (laughs) Is that what it says? No. It says all All the days days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Yes. That's good news. Yes, it is. And we need to remember that. That God's favor follows us all the days of our lives. Not just some days, not when we're having a good day, but even when we're having a bad day. Yeah. Even when you're having a bad hair day, God's <laughs> favor is following you. Okay? Right, girl? <laughs> it's just, you know, it, we, um, one year ago, May, right? Was it May or April that we got the building? February, thank you. <laughs> we had the dedication in May. That's why I remember May. So we had our, our, our church dedication in May. Uh, most of you probably know that we got a, we were able to get a four-story building, the building that we had, we'd been renting two floors in. We now have all four floors to work with. And that was just, it was the favor of God. There were just so many miracles. I mean, just so many miracles. There was no other way to explain how we got this building except through the miracles of God. And so we're on a great high. We're doing great. We get a loan. We're starting to make repairs. We're doing remodeling. We had a team from Hawaii come in and, and help us get our second floor all fixed up so we could use it for some for some special outreach. And then in November, 
we went from a $6,000 budget a month with our tithes and offerings that came in to $3,000 a month. Ouch. What do you do? Stuff's happening. We have no idea. There was nothing that we could place a finger on and say, well, it's because Cameron's not tithing anymore. <laughs> it just, we just went down in half. And, and we had some people out of work. We had, we had one guy uh, who had been out of work from September to January, basically, who tithed almost $500 a month. But even $500 doesn't make up $3,000. So, you know, there were things in other people's lives happening. Now, he's saying, Pastor, stop praying for me. I have too much work. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we began to just pray for him. Because I didn't know at the beginning that he was out of work. But when I found out, then we began to pray. and We began to intercede for him. And he started getting more work again. And now he said, so now we pray, God, that his work will just stay steady. <laughs> but he said he had peace throughout the whole time from September to January. He said he was not, first time he's never been stressed out about not having work. Mm. And uh, he was just able to just keep trusting God and, and, and just keep doing what God wanted him to do because he kept his heart pointed in the right direction. And... You know, there was just so many different things of, of stuff happening. One of the things we decided to do once this, this financial crisis came upon us is we began to remember, God just reminded me of the prophetic words that we received during the dedication. Yeah. And uh, the word was, and I, and I made a little, a little touch card, and uh, I have like 30 of them, so if anyone wants one that to remind them to pray for us and to pray these things over us uh, just see my wife or me and uh, we only have enough probably one per family but um, we began to just pray this I, I just felt like God wanted us to fast 40 days so we fasted uh, breakfast every morning for 40 days and we went to the church and just began to declare this uh over the church and over our lives and just we just began to declare God we just need more of you if we get more of you all these other things the stuff that's happening it's going to it's going to work out because the bible says that all things work together for good right amen and it's so true god's favor no matter what kind of stuff that happens in your life god's favor will work out <coughs> if you keep your heart pointed on him so we began to pray. Uh, the prophetic word that came was the building was going to be a testimony that God would do supernatural miracles in our lives and in our families. Mm. And so we just began to declare, God, I thank you that you are doing supernatural miracles in my life, that you're yes. doing supernatural miracles in my family, that yes. you're doing supernatural miracles in my spiritual family. Yes. And we just began to declare that over, over our lives and over the church. And, and um, you know, even my wife and I were facing some, some different things at that time. And, and as I began to declare these again, our hearts changed. And, and things in our lives that we were struggling with as, as a couple just began to change and, and just bring God's favor. It was just, just a, it really was amazing. I mean, I thought something that thought would never happen happened. 
And then, we, and then the second one was this building is a testimony that God will give abundant provision. What is impossible to man, God can provide. Amen. And that's what we have to remember. We have to remember that it's not about how I can produce more money because I can't produce more money. Right. But yet when we turn to God, he is the great provider. And he is the one who's able. He knows our needs before we ask. And sometimes we think, well, then I shouldn't ask. Well, that's not what the Bible tells right. us. He knows what we need, but he doesn't say don't ask. Right. And sometimes we think it's a lack of faith to ask, but yet Jesus said to keep seeking, to keep knocking. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need to remember that. And then the building is a testimony that God answers big prayers. Come on. Prayers that seem too big when prayed in faith will be it will happen, right? Yeah. Will be answered. These <laughs> words are so small. Big prayers will be answered by God. Yeah. But they have to be prayed in faith. Mm. Even the building that we got, you know, we went through a lot of, for seven years. We went through a lot of things, wondering whether we were going to get that building or not. But every time we had to come back, no, the promises of God were that we would get that building. Come on. And so we just kept <laughs> declaring it. And we've still got a lot of big prayers. We've still got a lot of work on the building. The building is not a new building. So even the elevator, the, the, we found out that the elevator um, is only going to be covered for another couple of years. The inspections, we have inspections every month for it. And they said in a couple more years, you're going to have to repair everything, which is like $70,000. Wow. Well, I don't have $70,000, and I don't have a tree that's growing $70,000. But God answers big prayers. Come on. The building is a testimony that God restores what has been bankrupt for his use. God restores bankrupt people, and God restores bankrupt families. So the building was going to be a testimony that what he's doing in the natural, he's going to begin to do in people's lives. Yeah. And so we just began to declare these things. I, you know, we have a flat roof, and so we're able to go up on the roof. Maybe you've seen some pictures that I've taken of Mount Fuji from the roof of our building. And we just began to go up there, walk the, walk the floors in the building, and we just began to declare these things over our lives and over the church and in March, you know, things began to turn around. We actually made budget for the first time. So instead of using the loan money that we got to buy the building to actually pay the loan, we were able to stop doing that <laughs> and actually have enough money to cover the bills. And, you know, we still don't know at this point what happened. Right. God doesn't always show us everything of the reasons why things are happening the way they happen. That's good. But th- many times we, we feel like the stuff that's going through our lives, we don't understand why. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we need to look at what God sees. Is, it's, what we're going through right now is just one piece right. of a puzzle that God's putting together of our lives. Come on. And so many times we focus on the one puzzle when God's got this huge, beautiful picture that he's creating of our lives, and we don't know. 
But we have to keep our eyes pointed in the right direction and believe that God's favor is upon us. Yeah. And so through all, all of this, and I want my wife to come up if you have another mic. Uh, maybe my wife can share one of the things, one of the great things of God's favor that has been happening on, on our lives, even through the middle of all this stuff that's been happening in our lives. Good morning. Good morning. Um, just as then um, share that one of the biggest prayers that I had was for the salvation for my family. But God has been answering those prayers. Uh, I shared last year when I was here that my sister got saved before she passed away, like a few months before she passed away. That was three years ago. And then I had my dad uh, to be saved. So I had been praying, praying, praying every day. And he is 86 years old. And he's Japanese. His heart is very hard and so, so close to the gospel. So I was always praying, but God, please send me somebody to share the gospel with him. You know, that was my prayer. So I thought, I can't do it. It's my, my, my own father. I can't share the gospel with him. But then lately I have been, a week before I came, God spoke to me that you need to be bold and, and share the gospel with him. And how could I? Because it's just, uh, if you know my father, it's really hard to share, right? Yeah, it's just hard. But then, um, a week before I came, I, God really spoke to me that you need to share. So, okay. So I went to talk to him. Can we sit down? I need to talk to you. So we sat down, just uh, him and I. And I just began to share what the sin is and what Jesus did. But when I told him the sin, he had no idea what sins were. were. Right. So like, for him, the sin is like uh, killing people, stealing things. Right. So that's like a crime equals sins. Yeah. But that's not... You know, that, they are sins, but mo- it, sin is more than that. It's like cheating or uh, hurting people, lying. So I explained to him, those are sins that we all did. Yeah. You know, Dennis did, I did, my kids did, we all sinned. And then he realized that he sinned too. So do you realize that you have sinned? And he said, yes. Oh, that's good. He realized that he's a sinner. So and then he, I told him that about the cross and then why Jesus died for us. And if you believe in Jesus, you can go to heaven. And I asked him, do you want to believe in Jesus? And he said, no, I'm not ready. I still need time to understand. I said, okay, that's fine. And then next day I asked him, oh, do you want to believe? He said, no, he's not ready. So I kept asking every day, do you, are you ready to receive Jesus? Do you want to believe in Jesus? And then Sunday before we came, we had communion. And I was, as I was playing the piano, um, when he was, Dennis was sharing the, the scripture verse about communion, I really felt that Jesus died for him. I knew it, but I just felt in my heart, this is for him. Yeah. Jesus shed his blood for my father. Yeah. He made covenant. Uh, he wants to, to make covenant with my father. Yeah. And I just felt, oh, this is for him. And then, that was Sunday. And then Monday, I went to talk to him. And, oh, do you want to believe in Jesus? He said, no, I, I'm not ready. I need time. And then I asked him, can I pray for you? And I can, can I pray that God will reveal himself to you? Yeah. And at first he was kind of shy. Ah, oh, no, it's okay, you know. And then Dennis came. And I said, oh, can we pray for you? And he said, okay, you can pray for him. So I prayed. We prayed for him that God will show himself to him. Right. And, then, and then that evening I went to him again. Hey, do you want to believe in Jesus? He said, yes. So, wow. So, I told him, he's 86 years old, Japanese man. And it's just, it's a big miracle. 
Yes. And so I said, also, you have to believe in your heart, but you have to confess. That means you need to pray out loud. And he said, he doesn't know how to pray. It's okay, I will pray, and you can repeat after me. So he did. Wow. 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 I just, wow. I had been praying so long. So slow is fast. Remember that I chaired last year. Slow is fast. Don't give up. God will answer your prayers. So by my father's 86, he forgets a lot. So he doesn't remember what he ate for breakfast. He doesn't even remember if he ate breakfast. So he wants breakfast later, later morning or something. Oh, I didn't eat it. So he's like that. So I, oh, I should make sure that he remembered, you know, if he, uh, about praying, uh, Monday, Monday night. So Tuesday before we left, I went to him. Oh, do you remember praying last night to receive Jesus? And he said, yes. So I said, oh, wow, that's great. So anyways, I wanted to, to, I wanted to share that God, answered my big prayer one of the biggest prayers i had to to see him save that's a great miracle so he will do that for you too so don't give up just keep praying just keep knocking asking he will save your loved ones amen that is i mean that was a big prayer for us and you know and even as i prayed these prayers, you know, I said, God, there's, there's so many things that we need to do on the building yet, but I said, that's not really my big prayer. You know, my big prayer is to see people saved. My big prayer is to see Japanese men rise up and be the men of God that God wants them to be and has called them to be. I said, those are my big prayers. I mean, this building is just a little prayer to me, even though in the natural, I have no idea how we're going to do everything, but but that's not my big prayer. My big prayer is that people would get saved, that people would fill. I, I want to see that building filled with people just worshiping and praising God in Japan. Yeah. And that's why I've been there for 20 years. you know. And that's why I'll be there another 20 years and on. Because I want to see the transformation of Japan. Yeah. And not just the nation of Japan, but the people of Japan. Right. And whether it's just Japanese people, we have a lot of Filipinas, we have other cultures in our church. We're very international. And I want to see them all touched by God. God loves them all equally. And so I just want to see God touch people's lives. And many times the stuff that happens in our lives, we don't understand why, but yet God is using that stuff in our lives to prepare us for the greater favor that he has waiting for us. Like if you think about the life of Joseph, he went through a lot of stuff. Thrown into a pit, sold as a slave. Yet his dreams was that God was going to make him, people were going to bow down to him. You know, he had great dreams, but yet he wasn't ready for those dreams to be fulfilled. He had to go through the stuff that happened in his life to prepare him for the greater, so he would be humble enough to be able to fulfill that which God had already spoken into his life so many years back. And so I just want to remind you that the stuff that happens, God uses, he will change and he will use to prepare you for the greater favor that he has for your life. And there's a song that I've been singing uh, a lot and we started doing it at the church called Nothing I Hold On To. It says, I lean not on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. 
I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. You know, and that's what I want our prayer to be today. And I really want us to to stand up and I want us to sing that and just and and just and just speak it to the Lord. Just declare it to the Lord. God, take. I don't understand all the stuff that's happening in my life, but you are you are my you are the maker of heaven and earth. You are my life. You are the life giver. Amen? Amen. And he can make something beautiful. And he actually is making something beautiful out of your life. And so if we could just sing that. Is it on this PowerPoint? Well, okay. Thank you.